What's up, Tomboy Official? How's it going? Um, good morning. I don't know what time I'm going to actually post this, but it's now 6.36 a.m. Um, so we're going to be talking about... I'll talk a little bit about, you know, if you're interested in things like side hustles and small business, um, you can check out my podcast at gameandcompute.com um but uh for right now you know uh, like after that I guess I'll talk about um the main topic which would be um mask presenting uh go-go dancers I think that's a that's a good topic for the morning um that's a good topic for any day, in my opinion. But that's what I want to talk about um, in a positive light, of course. You know, I don't hate. I hope you guys get that impression by now that I'm not here to like hate on people's situations um, and their choices, uh, especially like artistic stuff and LGBT stuff. It's uh, it's good to see things kind of changing. And people getting into different, like, seeing how, like, maybe at one point there was not really a lot of access to certain types of entertainment. And now there's plenty of access to it. But just seeing, like, who it is that's doing the entertainment or hosting it and how it's going. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to jump into the day. Um little recap uh yesterday I did some cleaning um but it was Wednesday Wednesdays are my weed Wednesday I didn't really have any cannabis products yesterday I had some CBD but um I don't really consider like it's not gonna get me stoned or anything but I just relaxed all Wednesday other than well I can't say I relaxed all Wednesday um I did do laundry I cleaned the bathroom some of my laundry's drying. It's probably dry, but I'm going to wait till about either after breakfast or so to put the load that I just put in uh to put that to dry. Um I air dry, hang dry my stuff cuz our our dryer's been broken for like ages and nobody's going to fix it and it's like I don't have to be anywhere in such urgency that I can't wait a day for my clothes to dry. So we kind of just hang them up around the house and stuff. And, like, we don't have visitors necessarily, so it doesn't really matter if I have clothes hanging all over. Um, mostly it's just me and my mom. And I keep my underwear and things kind of in a little corner area on this little rack and then everything else. We have this, like, wicker, wicker frame furniture. So I kind of put the cushions down and just hang it over the wicker frame. And we have these like these two couches and a small chair. Well, not small. It's kind of like a normal sized uh, lounging kind of chair. Um, I don't know if it's outdoor furniture. I'm guessing it's not because the cushions that came with it didn't seem like they would. They definitely w- wouldn't have survived outdoor conditions, but. It's really lightweight furniture. It holds up really well. We keep it in uh, the front room of our house. Like when you first walk in the front door, there's like this little lounge area with those couches and chairs. Like we don't really use that room too much unless it's like Christmas. We have a Christmas tree there. Or like, you know, if my dad has guests over or something. It's kind of like less formal just to like people can sit there or whatever. Like I've used it before, but like when I used to have friends over and we play guitar or like you know it's kind of like a space where it's like we're not really watching tv we're not really actually like sitting doing anything in particular we're just kind of chilling temporarily like chilling so we kind of use that room sometimes like that um and then my room my sister and brother's room they're all all of our doors are like right near that little 
area and then our bathrooms back near our rooms and so um it's kind of like the area that's like we kind of use it but we kind of we kind of don't like the tv isn't there the tv's in the other room where we have like couches it has one couch has a day bed and the other side has a weird recliner it's a weird couch um but yeah the tv and all the entertainment system and stuff is in another room but this area we kind of just keep it just to it's kind of just a chill area nobody really uses it much so we just kind of you know put our it's kind of more like decorations my mom makes a lot of blankets and you know small little like decorative blankets and pillows and little dolls and things and so she'll display them there and stuff and it's like little things you can like sit on them or like move them over or whatever um so yeah that's usually where I dry my laundry because it's like whatever um and so I'm just doing that um it took me maybe almost an hour yesterday to clean what I needed to clean and you know get the laundry washed and hang it out and stuff and I did some other stuff I did some stretching and stuff too otherwise I was just watching Sopranos I don't know why like I've already rewatched it a couple times but I was like I just want something that I know that I can just skip and I just don't really care but I don't know if I'm gonna watch it more um, I let my YouTube uh, premium subscription uh, lapse. Uh, I don't think I'm going to pay it. I'm being real, real frugal. I don't think I'm going to pay it. Um, it's $18.99 a month. I think I'm just going to save the $18.99 uh, for the rest of January. And then... I don't think I'm renewing my Spotify. I'll see. I think that's nine ninety nine a month. I don't think I'm renewing it. Um, everything just kind of like expired recently. Everything for me expires around like the fifteenth or so, like mid month. Um. So yeah, that's nine ninety nine a month. Usually, I watch podcasts on there if I'm not listening to music. I watch podcasts and I have this VPN that seems to kind of filter out ads. Uh it doesn't filter out the um the um you know the promote the um what do you call it? Like the promotions, is that what you call it? like paid promotions. I don't know what it's called. When people are like, oh, like the oh sponsor sponsorships. So when people have sponsorships that are already like embedded in their content, um, they don't really um it doesn't it doesn't filter that out. But um it filters out the ads that are like placed. And so I can deal with that. Um when I'm listening to long-form podcasts. Uh, if you guys want to know what I listen to, I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to Bad Queers Podcast. I kind of listen to Pants Podcast. Kind of. I'm not, like, against it or anything. I just... I don't know. Like, I like long-form content and kind of, like, maybe a little bit on the topic. Um... I guess Pants Podcast is kind of like just lesbians talking about whatever they're talking about, which is fine. Like, I don't I don't hate on it. I actually like the idea. It's just, I don't know. Sometimes I'm more serious with my podcast listening. I kind of like to learn a lot. Um, and so instead of just like the chit-chat kind of stuff, um, I kind of like to like listen to people talk about certain topics that I'm interested in learning more about so that's just my own preference um but I like I like pants podcast just because of um you know it's um Alice and Shane from the L word so um I I support it because you know 
I don't know, the whole thing with the L word was kind of a bummer, how it's like, I heard, rumor is that it's, they're gonna, you know, the next one's supposed to be uh, based in New York. I'm, I'm wondering if they're doing that because, um, because the real L word took place in both LA and New York, and maybe they're trying to make it like that, I don't really know. Um, I did like the real L word to some extent. I didn't really like the exploitation of the sexuality aspect of it because I feel like there was a lot of that. I feel like it, I, okay, shall I say this? I feel like Hollywood and whatnot, whenever they make these reality shows, I think I heard somewhere, and I may be so wrong on this, I may be very incorrect, but I think I heard somewhere when somebody starts, like, drama or starts, like, fighting or starts, like, um, doing, like, sexual things on camera that they get paid more for that. That's what I thought I heard. So they're kind of, like, incentivized to kind of, like, get into some kind of spicy or, like, dramatic um, situations. Um, That's what I thought I heard about reality TV. And so that's why I was kind of, like, I'm not really into it. Like, it's kind of like, I don't really want to, you know, I don't know. I mean, whatever. If they want to do it, let them do it. If they want to get paid to do it, like, whatever. But it just kind of was, to me, it was kind of like, the way I saw it was like, there's these young, mostly young women. Um, They're trying to, like, make it work in these big cities. This is, like, back in the day like it was like a long time ago um and most of them are kind of models not really going for like a typical kind of like traditional college education kind of like self-made um trying to kind of make it in LA or New York whichever whichever uh season it was and you know, trying to go these alternative routes of, like, either making, like, jewelry design or, you know, like, uh, what do you call it, when people do hair, I think someone else was part of, like, a team that was, like, you know, makeup artists for, like, movies or, like, uh, like, horror films, like, costume design type, I don't know what you call it, but it had something to do with, like, costume sets and, like, maybe horror movies and things like that, and, like, um, you know, a lot of them were modeling or trying to model. I remember that one lady, Claire, I think she was trying to, like, make a website or a magazine or something, some kind of queer magazine. She didn't really seem to have a real plan going on, but a lot of them were basically models in the first place, and so, um, just taking it from that standpoint where it's, like, you know, they're trying to get a foot in the door in an, in an industry in L.A., in entertainment for the most part. And I felt it was a little exploitative. That that was my opinion. I liked that it was the only show of its type, but I did kind of notice there was a bit of exploitation to it. Just because, like, the young, the age of them, like, most of them were, like, 20s. Um, and, you know, trying to, like, some of them were working at, like, you know, as cashiers or, like, whatever. Not that it's, like, bad jobs, but it's, like, you could see there was definitely a financial struggle. It was definitely, you know, realistic, L.A.-wise, like, having all these people as roommates and all this kind of stuff. Like, that's, I'd say that was pretty realistic. Um, and so, and that was, like, before the economy turned and got to what it even is now how it's way more expensive now um and even then you saw like a household of like four or five people living together couples running like a studio um just showing like the struggle is real out here like you you have to have like solid work and just seeing their stressors over like if one of them can't work and like the industries that they were kind of like going into um most of them weren't really working, like, nine-to-five office jobs or anything that seemed, like, steady with benefits. Um, 
and I don't know how much the show was paying them or whatever, but it seemed like even when they went to Palm Springs, like for, for, I guess, spoiler alert, but, uh, it seemed like, I think it was Kelsey and Romy, I don't know if they had, like, money, it seemed like they kind of didn't really have money or whatever, and, like, somebody was trying to, like, they were trying to check in, and, like, they were hosting an event, and they were saying that, like, I guess they thought that they were going to get reimbursed, or, or, or that the event was going to check them in, but, you know, for some reason they had to, like, pay to get checked in or whatever, and I guess Rose came and paid for it. It seemed kind of like they kind of just maybe weren't able to, like, afford it right away or something, um, and things like that, and it's kind of like, I don't know. I just, like, the going out, drinking, going to the Abbey, like, going out places like that, that's pretty common, um, but I don't really know, um, but yeah, so I would say, um, I don't even know how I got on that topic, but yeah, if the L word's coming back, that it's going to be New York, I'm wondering where the story's going to go, if it's going to be a completely new cast again, um, I don't really know. Maybe they're trying to mimic, like, the real L word. Because, yeah, I don't really know. I, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not, but maybe. Um, so there's that. There's, um... Okay, so like I was saying, if you guys have an interest in uh, digital marketing-related topics, uh, I know I posted some stuff on here about... A little bit about, like, side hustles finance, I don't know if I posted a lot about finance, but just little things like that, and I saw that people kind of liked it, but just because it's not so much, you know, uh, tailored for the LGBT niche that I kind of post on here, um, I mean, I do post that stuff on, on Game and Compute, I post it all the time, not all the time, I post here probably more than on there. Um, I only post on there when I have, like, direct topics to talk about, and I almost rarely have direct topics to talk about on there. Um, I post, basically, if I'm working on a project, um, or just if I'm posting, if I have a project that I'm posting for the podcast, like, right now I'm posting about, you know, how people can get customers for their business, their small business, if they're, like, in a certain niche, it's kind of general because I'm not picking like a specific niche to post about, but I'm posting about um I'm posting about kind of just how people can get there um like get customers um in a digital way um now I post about other stuff too of like just reaching out like for example people who have like laundry services or lawn cutting services or like you know maybe people do hair or nails or whatever like people have skills that they do and they could offer those skills to other people um and it's maybe not scalable if you have to physically do it yourself all the time but I think that's a good place to start is do it yourself and then you can either make like an agency or some kind of uh um, like, kind of, like, outsource your, your services, like, hire people to do it, um, or get people to freelance for you to do it or something, um, so that you're the one that's kind of just, like, organizing the people and maybe getting customers, maybe they're getting their own customers, but you're organizing the people, um, so I just kind of wanted to, you know, put that out there that I do post about that stuff more but I don't want to just keep posting it on here because I think it gets a little confusing and I saw that there was a little bit of traction with those topics because I was like you know who doesn't want to find ways to make more money and I'm not one of those like people who's like oh make like 18 million dollars an hour I'm talking like you actually work and make money working doing stuff you know um 
kind of like putting ideas out there in a way that you can organize it. But I would say the biggest point on my end is the follow through and the motivation and getting out of the anxiety of it all and actually using the momentum and the interest of whatever niche that you're interested in and maybe your professional or personal experience and knowledge and building from there, um, using online methods, websites and things, uh, social media to kind of promote what you're doing and, you know, getting traction that way and, you know, adding some sales skills prospecting skills and sales skill skills to it because I've been trained in that and um but I'm trying to organize it in a way it's it helps me to kind of organize in my mind like this is the step this is like it's something I'm trying to get in get familiar with like tutoring about or teaching people how to do it um so for me it's fun to talk about but it's something that's more like I want to talk about it and write about it more. Um, so this is the way that I'm doing it, is using that other podcast to do that. Um, but again, it's not like a get-rich-quick kind of thing. Like, I don't know if I believe in that. I'm talking about if you already have a job or if you're looking for, like, side cash, this is similar to, like, something like like Uber Eats quality. Try to get to that level of, like, okay, I put in some hours, I see some results, you know, I, I see the money coming in from it. Um, and there's going to be expenses probably too. You know, if you're buying like domain names and, you know, if you're buying anything, you know, if you have a website, if you're not using free social media, like Instagram, LinkedIn, stuff like that, it's going to cost um, something at least to have a, a website up. But some people use their Instagram as a landing page as well and or their um LinkedIn and that can also lead to a lot of success it just depends like um so I'm going to continue to talk about those topics but um because it's what's been interesting me most of 2023 and then coming into 2024 I'm like let's start the teaching process of this um because I know how to do it but it's more like I think a lot of people know how to do it. A lot of people of my generation know how to do it. We kind of understand the theory behind and, like, the basis behind how companies work. Just because a lot of us are online all the time and, you know, millennial generations, we, like, grew up online and all the generations after us grew up online. So, like, we kind of get it. It's like, okay, if Nike has a sale and they're they've got this new item out like we kind of understand all the marketing all the general stuff with the ads how they're doing things with social media who's creating the content like where it's getting posted why it's posted that way why it's on tiktok this way why it's on instagram that way like we kind of understand it even if we're not sitting behind a computer implementing it ourselves um but i want to talk about the implementation of it um because that's the part that's kind of more um applicable to most people not Nike in particular but just kind of looking at different models different uh company sites and kind of taking their method that you can see they're having success with it early success so I'm trying to look at early success websites uh sites that are actually making sales and kind of determine like I can't fully determine how much traffic they're getting and stuff like I I have ways to look it up and everything but I can't determine how much they're actually making but just sites that I know that I see that people are getting orders uh just because they talk about it and so I'm not talking about these sites where it's like people are opening up some like Shopify e-commerce store and making like you know you know, saying they're making, like, $3 million a, a, a week or something, selling, like, fidget spinners or something like that. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, actual real scenarios where people are actually, you know, building a brand and how other people can do it, too. And it's free. Like, I'm just freely talking about it. I'm not selling anything. Um, not specifically 
with the podcast anyways. Um, but yeah, like I've had some success with it and I just want to teach other people to do it too. Um, and talking about mistakes I've made that, you know, lost me money or things that, you know, were maybe impulsive decisions that were kind of, you know, learning experiences. Um, but yeah, I'll post the link below in case people have an interest in that because it seems like people wanted to know more about that type of thing. Um, but I just, I don't want to spend this whole entire podcast talking about it because um, it kind of takes things off topic. So if you want that information, it'll be over there. Um, and it, there's probably no LGBT specific details on there, but um, I mean, I'm the one who's posting it, so, I mean, you know, um, some of the sites that I refer to, though, I do notice there are, there is an aspect of prejudice, so it's kind of one of these things where it's like, you know, like, for example, I, I like certain culture, certain cultures that I learn about, um, I like, have an interest in learning about cults, and an interest in learning about high-demand religions, and some of these people, you know, I started following their content when they left these religions and now they've joined like some other thing and they're maybe like born again Christian, but like from some evangelical perspective where it's like, you know, you can tell they're going to be, you know, typically, not typically, that's not the right word, but with that tradition, they do tend to be a little on the prejudice end with, you know, against the LGBT community, but just because somebody is prejudiced doesn't mean that their brand isn't going to be successful. Um, and I try to kind of mention that, you know, it's not really what I believe. It's more so we're looking at their website, you know, they're selling some product or like, I think we looked at a website where someone is selling um, belts because uh, they, they, one of their family members does leather work, and so they're selling belts, and I'm, like, looking at that and seeing, like, it's a pretty new site, and so the episode that's coming out at midnight, you know, for early, early Friday morning, that episode's gonna look at that website, and so it's, like, the guy's name on YouTube is The Amish Potato, uh, that's his website name as well, and theamishpotato.com uh, and we're just kind of looking at his site because I know it's a new site I know it wasn't all ways up I know uh, about when he put it up and when he started selling things and I'm seeing that he's adding items uh, and so it's something that I can trace because I'm like I've been following this guy for a while with his content but once he started posting lives like I followed him because he was posting about his experiences when he grew up Amish and what it was like when he left the Amish community and since he started posting lives I kind of got more ideas about what he actually believes um and his beliefs are my beliefs and his beliefs don't align but you know I'm not I'm not here to limit myself from learning from people um, if they have a good business model, I don't really care, you know, what they're worshiping and all this kind of stuff. Um, I'm just there to look at, you know, the methods he's using and stuff. Uh, it, it's very, uh, it seems very practical. I think a lot of people could duplicate that, not talking about being Amish, but talking about their own lives. Um, okay, so let's, let's talk a bit about, about these LGBT, um, mask, mask presenting, um, go-go dancers. So, for people who might not be familiar with what I'm talking about, I mean, I don't go to a lot of straight clubs, so I don't really know if they have go-go dancers, um, I remember one of my friends mentioning once that they were a go-go dancer, and I knew what that was. Basically, they're not strippers. They're dancers that are, um, a s dancers that are 
um, assigned as workers for either events or like certain nights of the week, usually bigger nights. So like out here in LA, when you go to like a club or like a bar or something like that, there's a lot of like bar and grill type places that are like clubs at night. And you can go like in the daytime, in the afternoon, like say for example, today is a Thursday. I don't know if the Abbey's open on, on Thursdays, but if it if it is open on Thursdays, I could go to the Abbey at, let's say, noon and grab lunch with friends. Um, there's no go-go dancers there in the middle of the, you know, weekday mornings. They have lunch. There's probably some music playing. There's waiters, bartenders, you know, so you can have like a brunch or a lunch. Um, but usually at night when things morph into the club environment uh there's a certain point where the kitchen is still kind of open so you can have sit down seating uh in order or you can um you know go dance and there's usually other people dancing the go-go dancers are usually dancing they're kind of like performing but at the same time a lot of times they don't like put the spotlight on them unless it's like some specific event or something uh, but you kind of see them dancing. I think they kind of get the environment kind of interested. They get people interested in dancing. Uh, or you can just watch them dance. Like, they usually have some form of clothing on. I'd say, like, bathing suit slash underwear type of clothing. Um, so they're clothed. They're not, like, nude, but they're dancing. Um usually on a platform there might be poles there might be all kinds of stuff and they're just dancing around and you know it's part of it's part of the environment I don't know if if straight clubs have this I've been to a lot of straight bars but not straight clubs and I've I've never been to a straight club that has go-go dancers I don't know if they exist um maybe they do I just I just don't know I don't go to them that much to know I'm not familiar um but usually what you see is, you know, guys. It's usually guys because most, you know, LGBT clubs tend to cater towards, you know, straight white males. You've seen that change over the years where they've gotten more diversity, uh, more kind of uh, body, body figure kind of uh, shapes and sizes available you don't just only have like these thin young looking twink twink kind of guys it's kind of like you know you have more kind of like maybe feminine type guys all the way to more masculine type guys and guys kind of in between um you have um you know usually they're wearing a lot of them have not all of them, but a lot of them wear like a harness of some kind. A lot of them wear, and that can be representative of, you know, a, of some kind of subgroup of LGBT culture or, you know, some type of subdom type of dynamic. Um, or you'll see guys with collars and things like that. Like, you see that pretty often I'd say that's usually how it is it's usually like some kind of briefs that look like um something more than just like you know Hanes jockey underwear it's like something that looks like maybe like a speedo you could swim in or whatever um or something like that and then maybe like topless completely or like a harness or something like that um that's pretty common to see and then you usually see them like on the stage near the DJs or in other areas of the bar or club and they're just dancing around by themselves. Um, sometimes you see them, I know in, in San Diego they have a lot of them that give like jello shots and stuff and they're really friendly. Uh, there's always like these same couple dudes that like they'll take pictures with people or they're kind of flirty and they like, you know, um, have people buy, like, jello shots or different types of 
things that they sell um, off of a tray or whatever. And, you know, that's pretty common. Now, I don't really know if that exists in straight clubs. If if it does, it's probably, like, some woman doing it. Um, but usually at gay clubs, it's usually, you know, cis males. Um, the majority of them are Caucasian. It might depend where you go, but that's the majority from my experience. Um, and then you have either ladies' nights or pride events or the very occasional lesbian bar club where you'll have, you know, lesbian dancers, um... And you know, they'll usually be up like dancing around. Um, sorry, I thought I heard something. I don't know, whatever. Um, so they'll usually be up dancing around and um, uh, I've seen people give them money but usually they're kind of like in the background as well or there might be like a time of night where they come out. Like I know Riches used to do this ladies night it used to be Thursday nights I think it's now Sunday nights and they have them come out at least they used to so yeah usually you'll see um you know more feminine dressed women um, I can't really say that they're more feminine, like, in personality, because usually there's not a lot of interaction. I think sometimes you can tell by someone's movements and things, like their mannerisms, if they're more feminine or masculine, kind of. I don't know that 100%, but I, th- I think you can kind of tell. Um, and then... Um, that's mostly what I've noticed is, is for the most part, that's common. And then they'll come out and they'll usually, maybe they'll have a time when they're all dancing or when there's more of them dancing or they have a performance or something. Um, depending on the night, depending on if the, if it's an event, like it just depends because it varies. Now, I don't know if straight clubs are like this. If straight clubs have, like, specific, like, themes every so often. Like, for example, um, I get messages from riches. Um, so let's see, like, MLK, they had Stunt. So Stunt is an event. It was a two-year anniversary. Um, they had Neo Huru from Dragula. Um, that was this past Sunday. And then yesterday, which was Wednesday, they had Mischief uh, with DJ Taj and Kiki, Kiki Loops. Um, it says performances by Kixie and Marty Mars. So they just give you the information about who's performing um, and kind of generally what's going on. Um, and um, yeah, that's generally what you see now. In the past few years, I've noticed in L.A., and I think in New York as well, 
because I think I watched some kind of documentary or something where they had, you know, a masked female dancer at a club. I don't know if it was an LGBT club. I know there were a lot of women there. And I remember it was being run by a guy. And I remember there was some kind of weird, it was kind of weird. It wasn't, I don't know, it kind of was maybe like a conflict of interest kind of thing. It seemed like the guy who was running the show was trying to like pressure the dancer to let other females like grope her and stuff. And she kind of wasn't into it. Um, and I don't know if they kind of went back and forth about it or something, but things like that, that I'm just like, that's disgusting. Like people shouldn't be pressuring their workers to do stuff. Um, but it seems to me what I've noticed more recently, and that's, that's, that was an old, something I saw that was old on on YouTube. Um, but what I've seen more recently with the LA scene is some dancers, go-go dancers that are kind of promoting themselves and booking themselves, you know, um, collaborating with other clubs and things and booking themselves and, um, trying to make sure that other people see them, have access to, you know, meeting up with them and things. Um, and I've seen them like Houston, Georgia, like all over the place. Like they're, they're just making appointments all over the place. Um, I don't have like an extensive list, just the locals that I know about because they're the ones that I followed in the first place. So the the main one that I've known about, other than Kells, who's an African-American kind of mask presenting female, and Jess, J. Killam, J-K-I-I-L-L-E-M, um, who does videography, photography. I think Jess now has a studio somewhere in LA where people can rent it out, book it. And for a while now, for like ages, she's been doing like, um, freelancing with like video and stuff. I think at the end, I think at the beginning of 2024, like a week or two ago, I think I saw a post by her, how she was saying like, she's been working for how many years, like working for herself and like all that kind of stuff. And I've always admired her work. Um, she kind of talks about, you know, uh, female sexuality, mask presenting females, kind of that kind of life. Um, she's, um, she's been making content for ages. And I think back when I first started searching content, I don't remember what I searched. I think I searched like tomboys or like lesbian tomboys or something I don't know what I searched but um most of the content that used to come up was um like from Thailand and somehow I came across Jess and her content and it was more like you know her with her friends or her just like talking about what it's like to like have a certain style of clothing and a haircut that makes you look a certain way and how you get treated in the world because of that and it was content that I was like yeah I I can totally gravitate towards this like I understood it it was something that I was like finally somebody's somebody's out there like saying things that I kind of recognize um experiencing firsthand you know I'm not just losing my mind it's not just me you know like I'm not just like being paranoid about it like this actually is something that's happening and other people are talking about it it wasn't a lot of people she was like the first one that I saw talking about it um more consistently but she she was never posting all the time because mind you she's busy but she was never posting like all the time you know so 
I would always wait, and I'd be like, when's her next video gonna come out? And, like, it would finally come out. And more and more, she's been open towards, like, um, going from, like, content where she's just filming herself, you know, talking, to content where she's talking more about maybe more personal slash educational uh, topics about, like, her dating life or experiences with sexual things or even, like, some sex ed actual, like, tips and things, not just, like, here's a textbook and, like, the, you know, cross-sectional view of, like, a womb or something, like, it's actually, like, like, practical advice, you know, of, like, how women can be in the bedroom and things like that, like, it's, like, I'd say it's cutting edge, especially because it's on YouTube and because it's free and it's legit, like, and she talks to people, like, I, I kind of like the videos that she did, I think, a couple summers ago, I think it was during the pandemic, but towards the end, where she would, they started hosting all these events, like, she was a part of some of the groups that were hosting those taste, taste.ent, taste entertainment events, and they were basically queer women events, or people who identify as women uh, could come to these events, and, you know, it was just a lot of people, and people could come in, people could, you know, it was just, like, like, parties, uh, like, white parties, like, whatever, like, Halloween party, 90s parties, like, whatever the theme was, and because there are no lesbian clubs, it's basically lesbians making events for women, there's, like, women who love women, WLW, you know, like, and they were making all these events all over LA. I think they still have them like pretty regularly. Uh, and they have like a rotation of like the same DJs and stuff. And like they just come out and like do stuff pretty pretty routinely. I think almost at least once a month. I don't really know how often. But um, stuff like that. That like it's like this stuff did not exist until they built it themselves. You know. And so having events like that where people can go to and, you know, meet other people, uh, just creating spaces where it's like spaces for women to meet other women. Um, and you start seeing stuff like that. And then I think through those events, her and some other um, people started dancing. And I guess the names that come to my mind first are um, Alexa Legend, so she's on Instagram, I think it's Alexa.Legend, um, there's Lexi Peters, Peters with two S's, Lexi Peters also has a free, a free area of her OnlyFans page, just, you know, check it out if you, if you want to, uh, it's free, um, she has a subscribe too, and I think Jay Killam, Jess, she also has a subscribe OnlyFans. I think Alexa Legend might, but I can't remember. Um, and who else? Kells. I don't really know too much about uh, the presence of Kells online, other than the dancing. Um, she's more of a. Um, I want to say specifically hip-hop dancer, but maybe hip-hop influenced dancer. Um, the others are kind of like that, maybe, um, a little bit, um, but, you know, you see some of the lap dance kind of moves and some of the pole dance moves and some of the, you know, humping the floor kind of moves and all these kind of things. Um, that you would see maybe on, like, a Chippendales kind of thing, but, um, like, Magic Mike, <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're more, they've got their own styles and their own interests. I think Lexi Peters does a lot of, uh, dance studio, I've seen a lot of dance studio videos of hers where it's, like, choreography and stuff, um, that's kind of how I got introduced, I think, to her content. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a good spread, a good little spread. A lot of them are, uh, like late twenties, early thirties. So they're kind of on the younger end. Um, but none of this stuff really existed 
like a decade ago, you know, like it's fairly new. Uh, it's a little underground, but if you're interested in that kind of stuff and you're searching it anyways, you know that it did not exist before because you could never find any, you would almost never find mask-presenting females in any sexual nature whatsoever, uh, gay or straight. Like, you would never find it. Like, you would see them, but, you know, it would just be like the spare ones that you'd see walking around the city where you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> like you just like see somebody and just like make eye contact as you walk past each other. And that would be like the extent of it. Like, it's just like, that was it, you know, it's like, um, in LA and I think in other major cities too, there's like a lot of like culture of like cholas and stuff like that too. So you kind of, it's not the same thing. It's not LGBT necessarily, but that was mostly where I saw kind of more mask presenting females was like these kind of cholas around town in LA, um, especially when they when there were like car shows going on and stuff with all the low riders and stuff, and you'd see them kind of like around um, with their like Dickies pants and like their you know those belt buckles and their Adidas and you know they'd have like these like fedora hats and. Some of them would wear, like, crop tops, and some of them would wear, like, flannel shirts and stuff, and, like, they'd have this, like, it was, like, a hard-presenting feminine look. It's, like, they'd have long hair, usually, and kind of be, like, on that harder kind of, like, I don't want to call it gangster image, because it's, it's, it's kind of associated with that culture, but it's not, it doesn't really mean that someone's affiliated necessarily but it kind of is associated with a look like that and then you would kind of just see them around town and stuff like in their crews and and things and um that was kind of more of my exposure and like the 90s um clothing style there were more like baggy pants and females wearing you know uh what do you call it flannel shirts and stuff like that like you'd see more mask clothing styles even on femme women back then um but then that kind of went away and the style changed my style almost never changed I kind of just made my own style out of whatever the heck like I don't, it's hard to explain but um yeah and I guess the last thing I would say that I saw and I'm gonna try to post all these all their links if they have link trees or something I'll try to post them uh, in the comments or in the description so you guys can peruse um I'm not gonna I don't know I would like to post direct links of what I think is interesting but I'm not trying to mess with these uh, people trying to like take my take my episodes down like banning my episodes uh I'm so paranoid I'm so paranoid that I'm gonna try to log into Top Boy Official one day and it's just gonna be like sorry you've been banned <laughs> like damn it I put a lot of work into this even though I'm rambling a lot it's like hours worth of like years of being on here so um I don't really want that I don't really want to you know create some kind of problem but um, I mean, I don't understand the rules. It's like, if someone's not nude or actually actively having sex, like, I don't understand why you can't talk about it. You know, like, if you watch TV, it's on TV all the time. You see people making out, you see people doing whatever they're doing, like, on any show that's televised nationally, like, I don't even know what shows are out anymore, but, like, take shows that were on, like, like, Modern Family or, um, shows like that where you would see people doing stuff where it's, like, it's part of human nature. Like, I don't understand why people are so, like, afraid of, like, sexuality. Um, like, it's not like I'm posting anything, like, that you that you wouldn't hear about or see just like on television 
It's just I'm posting it from a different angle, from more of an LGBT perspective, you know, because there isn't that on TV. Like, people, I don't even know if when I'm talking about TV, I don't even know if people even watch TV anymore. It's like a whole generational thing, I think, now. Other than, like, live sports or, like, holiday parades, I don't think people really watch TV. Maybe that's just my ignorance. Maybe people do watch it. Um, I watch some stuff. Like, I watch these people digging for gold or whatever. I watch Skinwalker Ranch um, and sports sometimes. And usually the other stuff, the people digging for Aztec treasure, like Skinwalker Ranch, that kind of stuff, we'll have it, like, recorded. And so we can go and, like, watch it whenever we're ready to watch it. I'll be watching X Games. I think it comes on not this weekend, but the following weekend. I could have my dates off. I'm so off. But um, it's coming up soon, within the next week or two. I'll watch that, but yeah, I don't really think, um, I don't really think I'm, uh, gonna be, I don't really think I'm gonna be doing all that, all that much, um, um, that's kind of how I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But I feel like a lot of people have televisions. Um, I mean, once I move, I'm not gonna have a television. I don't really want one. Um, if I do have one, it'll be for video games. I just. I just need a good monitor. I don't really need a TV per se. Um, but yeah, like. I would say another thing that I've seen rarely, but um, I'm glad to see, but it's rare. Um, I've seen people who've had, um, I don't know what you call, I guess a double mastectomy, like people who've had like top surgery, um, kind of tending bars, and you know, you could see kind of like the surgery marks and stuff and you know they'll be topless you know tending bars and and things like that that's kind of something common in San Diego at Gossip Grill there are a couple bartenders like that and I don't know if I've seen that many go-go dancers like that like maybe I have seen a few maybe one or two um not a whole lot but yeah, I've seen some people, and I don't really know. I'm just uh, trying to see kind of what I think about it. I'm um, like I'm not trying to do that. I, you know, hats off to those people. They're very courageous, brave people putting themselves out there. I already have enough trouble dancing in public as it is that's hard enough for me so if I'm gonna be if I was trying to like take off my clothes doing it or whatever or not have all my clothes on while doing it I do not think that would be the role for me but I applaud people who do it like I think they're I think it's a pretty interesting thing I I don't know how much money they make People say different things that, you know, they do it because they like the dancing and they like the experience of it, not so much that they're making a lot of money out of it. Um, That's what I've heard them say, I, um, but I don't really know. But I think it's cool. It's like, it's a pretty cool um, hobby. Um, Or if people do it for work, I think it's cool. and yeah they get tips I don't know if they get like an hourly rate or something like 
I hear it's tiring because you're dancing for like hours and like you have to be really flexible and stuff and um I've heard some of the mask presenting or kind of more stem kind of dancers say that you know they get to kind of mingle with the femme dancers and they kind of like that environment it you know um just a lot of women um and it sounds like a good time like it helps contribute to other people having fun in their environments um but yeah i um I don't think I have much more to say on that topic, but yeah, hopefully, you know, I'll post some links. I'll post links that I feel like won't get me in trouble, like link trees and whatnot, and then you guys can go ahead and, if you're interested in clicking on them, you can click on them. Uh, I don't know what else to say about that, but with that, uh, that's it for now. I gotta get on with my morning. Thanks for listening.